for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is November 2nd, 2021. And today's guest is Ben Vandenberg, and we are talking about a public land redemption tour. Alright, welcome back to the Fall Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Blasey, and today's episode is 186. And like I said, today's guest is Ben Vandenberg. Ben actually hails from the UP of Michigan, but he has been doing some out-of-state trips, and this is a redemption tour. He went out to Missouri in 2016 on a public land DIY with your bow hunt, um, had a rough go at it, and uh found himself back there in that same public land this year and uh the story is pretty cool pretty crazy uh i don't want to say much more than that but this is a really cool story ben reached out to me and said hey man i just you know i just knocked this deer down i'd like to see if i could come on and, and tell the story and i'm like heck yeah man i mean he's got a cool story on this and i think a lot of people will relate to it and i think it's a really cool story to get out there so that's kind of the gist of today. I got a couple housekeeping things I want to want to get off my back here. Um, if you guys want some apparel, sorry, I just had a brain fart. Apparel. I did a pre-order two weeks ago or so. I the the the, the I'm sorry, I can't even think now. But the the pre-order ends tomorrow, Wednesday, the third of November. If you guys get your orders in. By the end of the day, you know, Wednesday, that's good. I'm going to order these things Thursday or Friday. So um, if you guys haven't heard or this is the first time you're hearing about it, go to my Instagram, the Fall Podcast Instagram. I made a post about it. You click on that post and it'll tell you how to order and it'll give you all the options to order. There's hoodies and t-shirts and there's a couple different uh, variations of them. So go on there. Like I said, Instagram. Or if you don't have an Instagram, go to my Facebook, The Fall Podcast on Facebook. I made a post about it in there. You can see the apparel, and it tells you how to order. If you don't have Venmo, because that's how I'm doing it, is through Venmo. If you don't have Venmo, um, I can set up, or I do have PayPal available. So just DM me, direct message or something, and uh, say, hey, can I use PayPal? And we can work it out that way as well. So not a big deal. I wanted to get that out there. And lastly, uh, I mean, we're, we're in sweet November now. Now, I know trail cams aren't like a big thing in November, but people still do use them. If you are looking for a trail cam, go over to exodusoutdoorgear.com and check out all of Exodus cameras. They're sweet. 
They're awesome. They have cell cams. I love the cell cam. You guys know that. They have a five they have a five year warranty on these things. So which is crazy. That's awesome. And the cameras are very affordable and they're effective. They're they're really well. They're built well. I have a render that's been working for months. I've yet to change the batteries in it. It's awesome. So go to exodusoutdoorgear.com and check out those cameras. With that being said, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and leave a written review. And let's get over to this interview with Ben. All right, welcome back to the Fall Podcast. And today I've got a Uper on. I'm going to call him a Uper because he is a Uper. He's born and raised there. Ben Vandenberg, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks, Aaron. Not a problem. This is awesome to be on here. Yeah, definitely. You reached out to me and you had a hell of a trip in Missouri on public land. And it was redemption tour for you. So... That's kind of what I want to get into today because you went public land, um, redemption tour from the the previous you know time you went in 2016, and you got it done. I know nothing about this story other than you killed a buck. I don't know what method you did it other than bow. I don't know if you yep. hunted from a saddle, a tree stand, a truck on the road. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> anything. So um, yep. let's let's get into this, man. But first, tell everybody who you are, what you you know what you do. Yeah, everything right. about you. Well, yeah, my name, like you said, I'm Ben Vandenberg, born and raised in the UP, Menominee County, a uh, little town of Wallace. I am 28 years old. I'm uh, currently right now, I'm a heavy fab welder. I've been there at the same shop for like eight and a half years. And I love hunting. <laughs> you know, I love everything about it. So it's basically my number one passion and I try to do it as much as possible. That's awesome, man. I mean, that's just like everybody listen to this diehards. I would like to think, uh, just live and breathe hunting. Me personally, I live and breathe whitetails. I think everybody listened to this for the last three and a half years. will probably get that. Like, yes, I, I think it'd be cool to go out and kill an elk. I think it'd be cool to go, you know, kill a moose and all that stuff. But man, it's something about whitetails year in and year out. They just, they, they, they tickle me in the way where it's like, I, I haven't had enough. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, that's I, I feel the same way, dude. I feel the same way. I've I've been out west elk hunting. I've you know been fortunate to shoot a couple elk. I've shot a couple mule deer. I've shot antelope. Like, and all that was super fun. But the white tails are something different to me, and I just can't get enough of them. For sure, man. Well, let's kick it off here. Let's let's kick off. You have been traveling out of state a little bit to hunt in the past you've killed some deer you know white tails some mule deer like you said antelope out of state but mm-hmm. uh you went to missouri in 2016 you told me um on a on a mission to kill a white tail and it, if i'm if i'm not mistaken it was your first going to be your first public land buck with a bow is that what your goal was yep that that was my goal that year okay um, so i hadn't Hadn't done a ton of public land hunting with the bow in previous years. I've, I've dabbled a little bit in Michigan. Um, but, yeah, that was going to be my first true, like, test of a public land deer heading down to Missouri. And, uh, yeah, I was just super excited to get at it that year. I got you. What made you pick Missouri and why? Like, what what was it that, like, drew you to Missouri? Well, for one, it was over-the-counter, which was um so we could just for sure knew we were going to get a tag it was me and my other buddy his name's scott lesbrance um and he had never actually gone on an out-of-state hunt ever he's also from the up um and i had done a few up to that point so we started looking at missouri started looking at northern missouri um knowing it was close to the iowa border so we knew it would probably probably be decent hunting um we knew a couple people that had gone down in this area in the past um, got a little intel from them. So we just basically keyed in on an area, found, you know, looking at maps, found an area to go to, and we went with it. I gotcha. So when you were e-scout now that you, you were e-scouting coming into 2016, right? I mean, that was the first yep. year we were going to go. Like when you're e-scouting, I know a lot of people ask this, you know, what were the things you were looking for? Like what made you zone in on, now you don't have to give away specifics or anything like mm-hmm. that, but what made you zone in on like the piece of public that you ended up going to? One thing that helped was, like I said, we had some buddies gone down before, and this was an area they went to, and they had some good success. So right off the bat, that was why we kind of went to the area we did. And then, if I'm going to be honest, I didn't do a ton of e-scouting uh, myself because I wasn't quite familiar with it back then. Um, 
but yeah, we definitely did look at some maps and tried to more or less key on on like what looked to be like uh, transitions and just good rut funnels because the time of year we were there that in 2016 was that first week in November. I got you. Okay, so you were honing in on that first week of November, like rut time, like this is when we're going to go. You were going to put all your eggs in that basket then? Yep, more or less. Yep, that's exactly what we decided to do. Okay, so now there's this there's this stigma out there that like, you know, obviously a higher percentage of bucks or record book bucks, whatever you want to call it, are killed in the month of November. I get it. Everybody gets it. But, mm-hmm. you know, other than that stigma out there, like there's some other good times too. Like personally, my favorite time is, you know, the 25th, around the 24th, 25th of October till Halloween first. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like that I hate November because I love it. I mean, hold on to your hat, see what the hell is going to happen kind of thing. But yep. like, you know, the bigger deer, in my opinion, they're up, they're moving in daylight more or less like in that time, like coming into November. So like, why didn't you pick that time and decide to go the week after? Um, part of it was work schedule. Okay. Uh, so it worked out for my buddy's work schedule and mine. That's just the time of year that ended up working out best. And we still, we honestly did want to try to go end of October like maybe around the 27th, 28th into that first few days in November, but it just worked out for us to get there that first week. I think we ended up getting down there like the 4th or 5th. Okay, so you're a little bit later. I mean, it was a couple of days in November before you got there. Yep, yep, for sure. Okay, now that makes sense. So were you going during the week or was it like hit? It was like, sorry, it was like a... I believe we got there like a Saturday or something and then hunted basically through that following week. Yeah. I remember. So did the decision in your head to be like, man, guys, if we hunt the week, we'll probably have less pressure than if it was the weekend. Like, were you ever thinking about that? A little bit. Yep. And then one thing we didn't realize was the week we were there, the following week after was going to be the gun season. Yep. So then you got a lot of like, probably pressure coming into like trickling into that gun season probably and it was yep the first day or two wasn't terrible and but then after that it like was insane there was just trucks and people getting in the woods setting (laughs) pop-ups up and i mean i remember sitting in the stand one night or one morning excuse me and i was set up early i remember watching it was like four or five headlamps all different directions just funneling through the woods and i was like oh my gosh this is just getting nuts here and, and when you see that i've never hunted public so enlighten me here when you see that what are you doing like what's your headspace like are you fuck i gotta get down or like you know what are it, you doing yeah kind of it depends like it depends on the spot i'm at and it depends on where exactly the people are going this specific morning i just explained with the, all the flashlights I was super frustrated because where they were going was like right into the middle of where i thought deer might be coming in yep I got you. So, so I was super frustrated. That has to be like a hard decision to make. Like, damn it. Like, you know, oh, yeah. coming from me being private land, and I'm sure you were probably private land growing up a lot, mm-hmm. probably. Like, yep. not getting to dictate the pressure, but knowing what pressure you're going to get. Like, you can go into a spot and be like, there's going to be nobody walking through this area. Like, you just oh. know it, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, that would be, that'd be tough for me, but it is something I want to do eventually is public land, if I can ever talk yeah. myself into it. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's a challenge, but can definitely be rewarding. For sure, yeah. So, you guys get down there. This is 2016. Kind of give me, like, a brief, like, summary of the whole week. You know, you don't have to break down every day, but, like, what did you see? Yep. Was the deer numbers up? Did the pressure shut everything off? Like, stuff like that. Like, how did everything yeah. unfold? So, it was honestly one of the worst weeks of hunting we've had uh, we we hunted really hard we we're trying as much as possible to get away from people but everywhere we went no matter how deep or you know how close to the roads we went there just seemed to be people and then it was like the fourth day uh we had probably it was the fourth day our mindsets were low i ended up sitting on the point of a ridge and the very first deer, the whole trip I seen, I bleated and grunted in a little, uh, little fork horn right to the base of the tree. And then right behind him, I seen a stud six pointer. I mean, it was probably 115 inch. Oh, wow. Six, good six. six. So good six. And 60 yards was the closest he got. 
Um, but then after that day, my buddy was on the other side, probably a few hundred yards, a few ridges away. And the next morning, he seen the big six on that side, and he passed it because he was looking for something really big. Yep, I got you. So I ended up, so I moved to his side, whatever. The next couple of days, or the last two days, I ended up seeing that six one more time. And then on an afternoon sit, the day before we left, I got set in, made a mock scrape, and I wasn't even wasn't even in the tree five minutes i was just setting everything up and i looked because i heard something and right where i just walked in i seen a nice solid eight pointer standing there ah. and so like i'm you know panicking trying to get my release and like he starts cutting through the thick it was like a crick bottom i was in he was probably 65 yards away and he starts just cutting through and i grunt at him a few times and he turned and he came on a straight line to my mock scrape mm. and I ranged him a few times and the last range I had was uh, 27 and I wasn't exactly sure where my scrape was. Cause like I said, I had just got set up. It was one in the afternoon and he comes into the scrape and I drew back and in my head, it was 30 yard or 27 yards in my head. And I shot and shot right over his back. He was standing, uh, at, the scrape at, standing at the scrape at 22 yards and I just launched him right over him. Dang. That's got to be demoralizing. That's got to be like wind out of your sails. You hunted all week, like first time being out there, first time, you know, ah, that's got to be brutal, it, dude. <laughs> it just, I mean, I, I looked at him. I tried to get another arrow. He was just not having, he took off running. And I just, I put my head down and I just was like, what did I just do? I just literally blew my chance after all week and I just blew it. Yep. I, more or less, I, it came down to me not being prepared. Yeah, that that's tough, man. Especially when you get in that moment, you know, you're there how long? Five, six days, I'm guessing? It was I think that one was a six day hunt. So six days you're there, you're grinding it out, daylight to dark, like you know, not seeing deer, but not seeing the bucks you want to either. Then you got all this pressure and then it comes down to the moment and you know, you know, at this point, if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking, I can't wait to get home. Like I'm just ready to scrap this trip, like <laughs> Yeah, you know. So yeah. you got everything going through your head and then it happens in a split second and shit just goes haywire. Uh, that just goes to show you, even from, from myself, I'm talking to myself too. Like I've tried to the last couple of years, just like really live in the moment, live in, no matter what's going on around you, live in that moment because you don't want the moment to overtake you. And that's what it kind of sounds like it did. I've had it happen to me tons of times and yep. you live in that moment. You're there to do a job, go hunt, kill a deer you know, go home, have a great time, great memories. So it's like yep. us as humans, it's kind of easy to let us lose sight of that, you know? Oh, no doubt. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's crazy. Sure. So nobody killed on that trip, I'm guessing? Nope, nobody killed, and we went home, tag soup, and <laughs> it was rough. Okay, no so that, that was 16. Now, did you go back before that, or, you know, before th before now, present day, you know, back to that spot? I have not, nope. So in between there, I ended up having a few other hunts planned. Um, I drew an Iowa tag in 2018, um, shot a really nice buck down there. Um, that was not public, that was private. So, and then 2019, or sorry, 2020 and 2019, I didn't do much trips. I had a Colorado trip in 2020, shot a nice mule deer. But the whole, you know, since 2016, it's been eating and eating at me that just I would always replay missing that deer, missing that deer. Yep. And I always wanted to get back to Missouri. So, you know, throughout those years, my buddy and I would always talk. We got to get back down there. Got to get back down there. And we finally made plans to where it worked out. We're like 2021. That's the year. Let's mark it. We're doing Let's it. Do it. Yep. 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 So did you plan on, as you know, going back into earlier this year when you guys started planning the trip, was it like, hey, let's go to the same area? but uh, maybe switch up the days a little bit? Like, where was your planning at? Like, what were you thinking? Yep, that's exactly what happened. So in the middle of all our planning of 2021, my buddy actually ended up getting a job at my work, at my small shop. Okay. So it actually, when once he got that job, we're like, okay, this is going to work perfect because now we can plan our days together. That's going to work for both of our schedules. Like, we can pick pretty much pick whatever days we wanted. Sure. So we wanted to pick especially knowing what we did from 2016 all the pressure and hunters coming in for rifle season we're like we got to go like that last nine ten days of october that's when we have to be there that's when i think we'll have the, our best chance yep okay and, and less pressure 
Yep, yep. So did you guys go down at all during the summer, scout a little bit, put cameras out, anything like that? We had plans to, but with just so much going on, we never ended up making it down there. So we were already kind of a step behind on the scouting aspect, but since how we were down there in 2016, we already had a clue, you know, of the area and stuff. Yeah. Um, and just knowing that the time of year we're going to be there, we were hoping for less pressure from people as well. For sure. Now, to kind of go back a little bit, what kind of hunter are you? Are like, are you a set stand guy? Do you hunt out of a saddle? Like, where are you at with that? All right. So yeah, this year, um, I actually purchased a Novix Hilo stand, and yep. I got the mini double step sticks. Gotcha. Okay. So I did that route, and that was going to be my game plan. I was just running gun, just look for sign. My whole game plan going into this year was find the hottest sign I could and hunt it. That's just what I wanted to do. What What do you mean, like? Everybody knows what you mean by that, but I'm going to take a step further. Like, what do you mean as far as like, and the reason why I asked this question, because I just went through this in Ohio last week when yeah. I was scouting for, you know, to kill a deer. And after, I, I found when I was scouting, I found, I'm not kidding you, like 20 open scrapes, but Ugh. none of them told me like, yes, like that's mm-hmm. the one. When I went to the bench where I found, where I ended up ultimately killing my deer. Mm-hmm. I start like all these scrapes were like when I was finding them, they were all solitary, like, you know, scrapes. Like it felt yeah. like they were, you know, just to and from scrapes, you know, nothing yep. like uh man, it's like nothing screamed. Like this is a daylight scrape right now. Um, right. So I think I could have been banging my head against the wall there. But when I found where I killed my deer, I, my mindset was I wanted to find the most hot sign that was concentrated. Like I'm talking within like, like where I could shoot my bow. Like I wanted, whether that was a crossing at a river or a a creek or something, I wanted it to be like, boom, road sign right here, you know, and that's what I found. So like, is that what you were looking for? Like concentrated sign or was it like, did you really know? You know, okay, I'm yeah. just gonna find a good scrape and sit on it. Like, what was that? Nope i I knew going. I wanted to find basically exactly what you just described, and I wanted to find more than like. I wasn't looking just for one specific scrape because I knew a lot of times that means probably just passing through and more or less at dark. Yep. So I wanted to find like you just said a spot where there was you know, five, six, seven scrapes, a few rubs. It just looked tore up with deer sign. Like that's what I was really looking for. I got you. That, and that's, that makes total sense because the old me would have been mm-hmm. like, find the first scrape. Like, man, this looks damn good. I'm going to sit up on this. <laughs> and I'd be beating my head against the wall. And then like this whole time while I was scouting, I'm like, man, this just didn't feel right. It didn't feel mm-hmm. right. This one doesn't feel right. That one doesn't feel right. And this is, sorry. What's that? I was say, this is crazy that like, with your story with your Ohio buck, like that's exactly what I went through. I just, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And I just kept going and going. I don't want to jump ahead, but yeah, no, that makes total sense because I just, I didn't feel good about it. And then finally I I walked up to the caution sign and it was like, Hey, this is where you need to sit kind of thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's, that's, I just wanted to know where your head was at on that because I feel like majority of the hunters out there would find that first like big, like trunk size, scrape and like hey this is the one but if it like it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna be the one i like to personally i like to find like at least two different or three different signs concentrated like it's got to be scrapes there's got to be like a a good rub or like a couple hit rubs and then Mm -hmm. maybe some good tracks and in this case it was a lot of scrapes there was eight open scrapes there was 11 rubs like 10 or 11 rubs and there was like i don't know probably 15 white oak trees dropping acorns right there on this bench. And I'm like, oh, yep, yeah. I got my three. So yep. <laughs> I got to sit oh, here. No. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. No doubter. Yep. So going into okay. this, like like you, let's get into the fall then. So when did you guys leave? What day? We left the 22nd after work. It was a Friday. We both got done at 2.30. We went to our gym that we go to. We both showered and then hit the road. So we had about a nine-hour drive to get there. Yep. And we got there early morning on the 23rd. It was like 2, 2.30 by the time we got our – we brought a pop-up camp where we stayed at a local campground. Um, and we brought that. We got that all set up and hit the hay at like 2.30 in the morning. And that first day, we knew it was going to be a pretty good weather day, but we definitely needed to get some sleep first. So what we wanted to do that first day on the 23rd was sleep in a little bit, wake up, grab some coffee, and go drive around and, like, see where some vehicles were. Knowing it was a weekend, we figured there'd be people out hunting. Yep. So we drove around, looked for some vehicles, looked at the maps some more, and leading up to before we left, both of us had kind of found some spots that we wanted to check out right away. So for the afternoon, the spot I had picked, I wanted to dive into right away and just hunt it that afternoon, knowing it was good weather. Mm-hmm. And then that there was actually some bad weather coming in the next day. Yep. I got you. So living in a pop-up camper, yeah. what is yep. the challenges with trying to be somewhat scent control? Like, you know, I don't know what your scent regimen is, but you still like, I feel like even the guy out there that might not really care about scent still is trying to be cognizant of a couple things so like what are some ways that you guys combated you know still like trying to be scent free in a pop-up camper so for this trip we left i had a cap on my truck so we left both of us left our gear in our scent bags and then some totes in the back of my truck so then we would always just get dressed in the field wherever we ended up hunting yep Yep, so that's more or less what we did. And then once we would get dressed, we'd spray our base layers down. You okay. Know. I, I like using nose jammer. I know some people think it's a gimmick, and I don't know if it actually jams noses or whatever they claim it does, but I think if it can give me a little bit of an edge, I'm going to use it. Yep. So I like using nose jammer. I spray my boots down and stuff. Um, but that's more or less what we did for our scent control. For sure. So you were designating the back of the pickup to be your guys' quote-unquote scent tent you know, like yep. scent, scent free spot. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yep. okay. Moving on. You were going to go in that night. What did you find? Like, were you going to go in there and be like, Hey, you know, I, I want to get in this area, but I'm going to first see if I can find some sign to set up on, or is it just like, ah, go find a good tree on a trail and let's just see from a distance and kind of figure out how it goes from there. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I wasn't even sure if I, I mean, I really wanted to hunt, but I wasn't sure if I should or not. Cause I'm like, I really should try to focus on finding that hot sign that I was wanting to find first. But I grabbed my stand and sticks anyways, my pack, and my bow. And I went down in here and it was like, what I seen from the map was it was a few fingers of like some open grasses with some, a few like pieces of fin- part of the fingers that would run down to this Creek bottom. And there was timber in certain parts of these fingers and I just wanted to dive into one of these ditches that kind of went down to this creek bottom and see if what kind of sign I could find in the bottom. Sure. Yep. And, and you know, go from there. So I got inside of this ditch, quite a few tracks in there, but nothing that jumped out at me, no rubs I couldn't find. And when I got down to this creek bottom, fairly open creek bottom, um, I found one scrape that wasn't super fresh, but it was, you know, it was a start. And then I walked further up the creek and found one more scrape that was, it looked maybe a little fresher, like maybe by a few days. And then I seen one rub and it I mean, it wasn't super jumping out at me by any means, but I did a little more walking and hiking and I decided just to set up shops for the night. Yeah. You get to a point where it's like, okay, I only got like an hour of daylight left. I need to figure something out yeah. and get oh, yeah. a tree and to I, at least scout, you know? Yeah. And what, so this is where bad luck started happening for me. So I, oh god, night number one. <laughs> oh, and it, yeah, dude, and it's crazy. So I, I pick a tree, set up, 
and I run Sitka gear. This is the first year I've ran it. Um, I get a, get my stand all set up in the tree, and I go to put my jacket on, and I'm like, where's my jacket? <laughs> where's my jacket? And So I'm looking, I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. It's like it fell off somewhere I was walking. Uh. So I crawl out of the stand. I backtrack all where I went. I had, had my tracker one on base map, and I had already gone just over a mile. So, like, in total, in total, so I start backtracking. I cross the creek, go across the other side of the creek, go up and around, and I'm just walking, walking, following my same bootsteps, trying to find it, go back up through the ditch, heading back towards my buddy, dropped me off. And I get, I ain't kidding you, I get about 100 yards from where I got dropped off, and there it was land. (laughs) (laughs) So, at that point, I grabbed it. I'm sweating. I was glad I found it because that was an expensive coat. Right. I turn around, get get up in the tree stand. I'm sitting there for about an hour, and here come two people, a guy and his girlfriend, wife, whatever. They come walking right by my stand, and so I like whistle and wave, get this, get their attention. And he like he's like, "Oh man, sorry, whatever," and they keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a great start to my first day. Yeah. Hour later, so I had about half hour left of light. Here comes the guy, prime time, walking up the creek edge. Must have been scouting or whatever. I get his attention. He's like, oh, I'm really sorry. He goes past me. So I'm like, great. Freaking people all over this spot, obviously. Yep. <laughs> and But crazy, about 15 minutes later, so the last five minutes late, I had two does work by me. So I seen two deer, but there was obviously a bunch of people in there. Back to the drawing so, board, basically. <laughs> yeah, I checked, checked that spot off my list. I'm like, all right, I'm not coming back here. No, okay. Do you think that spot you were in was like uh you know, when people are e-scouting or whatever, people are probably drawn right to that. Does like, <laughs> did you think that was kind of one of those spots? Like I th- everybody's like, yep, got to get right there. I think so. Because like I said, this is a spot I found a few weeks ago on the map and it just looked very intriguing to myself. So after I seen those people, I'm like, all right, obviously people thought the same thing. So I got to start doing something else. Yep. Think against the grain a little bit, maybe something a little different. Yep. So what was your plan going forward through the next couple days then? So the next morning, well, actually, so my buddy, I had to wait in the parking lot for a while for my buddy to pick me up. He got there. We started talking on the way back, come up with a game plan. And this was just downpour rain that night, like absolute downpour. All the way into the morning, we skipped the morning hunt. And the next day, sorry about that. No, you're good. The next day, we came up with a game plan. My buddy found a spot he really wanted to go check out on the map. So he went and did that. I dropped him off. He went to that spot. Sorry, let me backtrack a little bit. Before I dropped him off, this is okay. I forgot about this part, and this is a huge part. I Before I dropped him off, I'm like, hey, I got to hit the pit toilet quick. So we <laughs> stop at the pit toilet. I'm digging in the back to grab some stuff, and I realize, I'm like, dude, where is my stand, sticks, and backpack? Oh. I'm like, are you got to? I was like, someone stole it? There's no way. I go inside. I'm like, have you seen my stand and sticks? Scott's like, uh, no, I haven't seen it. I'm like, dude, it's gone. It's out of the back of the truck. It's gone. Someone freaking stole my stuff. Oh so my god. I I go in straight panic mode. I'm freaking out. And he's like, well, we're trying. He's like, calm down, calm down. Let's figure this out. You know, we'll start going to some camp, see if they seen it or whatever. Well, all of a sudden, I realize I'm like, there ain't no way I left it in the parking lot, is it? Ugh. So we bust ass all the way back to that other it was it was way on the other side of this chunk of property we pull up to the parking lot i ain't kidding you my heart dropped it there it sits oh my (laughs) and i had my it was my novik stand and sticks my backpack which had um a lone wolf custom gear camera arm pocket arm i had a camera in there my grunt tube rattles my rattle horn dude you lucked out dude (laughs) i I almost started crying when I seen it there, to be totally honest with you, because I was just, I was shocked nobody took it. Way to leave like two grand on the floor or on the ground out, out in public land for people to get. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was like my, it was insane. I could not believe it was still sitting there. It was, everything was so, cause it was like I said, downpour rain, but oh my gosh. So <laughs> we grabbed it, relieved, never went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> And so I go drop my buddy off and I'm still like kind of drilling around through me and I'm like, okay, where am I going to go tonight? So I'm, I go check out two different spots 
and I didn't really like them. I went to one more spot where the year before where I missed, or sorry, in 2016, the last time I went, when I missed that deer, I'm like, I'm going to go hike down in that area and try to find something. So I get down in there and a little ways in, I ended up bumping a little buck that was bedded on a point of a ridge. And he, he looked decent. I wasn't, I didn't get a great look at him. I just seen a little rack on his head, probably 14, 12, 14 inches wide. And so I seen that go a little ways. I'm like, all right, I'm going to set up down in here. Just, you know, I didn't find sign, but I bumped the buck. I'm like, yep. okay, maybe this could be a good spot. It was a good, really good transition. Once again, another creek bottom. So after setting my stand and sticks up, I get a Amber alert on my phone. And I look, and it says, tornado warnings for your area. Take cover immediately. Oh, God. And I had already known, like, the winds were starting to pick up heavily. It was starting to sprinkle again. So I text my buddy. I'm like, dude, I'm like, did you just get the Amber Alert? He's like, dude, it's getting bad by me. I'm bouncing. And this was like 4 o'clock. So we both get out of the woods, and about the time I was picking him up, I mean, the winds were just whipping, like, 35, 40 mile per hour rain was starting to come down hard so we just busted back to camp and hunkered down for the night mm -hmm. and i'm like okay i want to get back into the stand tomorrow well through the night it was hail and thunder and lightning and couldn't sleep and it was just wick a wicked night so once again we sleep in because freaking weather so you've missed two morning sits already we, we've missed two mornings missed two morning sits i only got one sit so far so this is going on day three now and my buddy Scott the day before, so before he got down out of his stand, he actually had an encounter with a stud eight-pointer. Okay. And he wanted to get right back in that spot. Now, let me ask you something first. Like, what what's the temps like right now? Um, They're actually, the temps actually aren't bad. Um, Besides the crappy rain and all that, the temperatures were like, if I remember right, they were like low 50s, like so for like 54, okay. maybe mid 50s during the day so far so the temperatures are pretty good during the day and at night they were like mid 40s to yeah yeah probably mid 40s could be a lot worse like that's not not that bad at all oh yeah yeah for sure for sure so then we knew we were getting a break in the weather this third day in the afternoon so i'm like perfect scott wanted to go back to where he had that encounter i'm gonna go to the stand i hung the night before it's gonna you know it should be a good afternoon so i get in the stand about one o'clock my buddy gets in his stand, and it's looking pretty good. Weather's looking good. Wind's okay. And about an hour into the sit, I hear something. I look, and here comes a guy walking right by my stand. <laughs> you got to be freaking kidding me. Public land for you, man. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. And my heart was just like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Like, what's going on here? So he gets by me. I'm like, I'm tearing this down, and I'm scouting from here on i'm gonna go find the freaking sign that i wanted to find so i tear my set down and i picked out two other spots i wanted to go check out i walk into the one spot and, just, and I, I knew it was gonna be close to some private where i wanted to go check out i didn't know how close to where it started to look good it, i would be to that private and once i got down in there i realized the area i wanted to be was going to be just on the private side so Ooh. i'm like all right i'm i'm getting out of here get out of there go to my next spot and there was this lake it's a smaller size lake but it's a, it's a lake and the, there was a a finger that ran up alongside the lake and then a field edge on top of this ridge or an, a little strip of field and they must have tried planting corn it wasn't really great but there was some food there for the deer and i wanted to take that edge all the way around to the back side of the lake and it looked like on the map there was a really nice finger and i would assume like just looking at the map, I assumed it was probably Oak Ridge. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get to that point and drop down a little ways on the backside of that lake and set up in there somewhere as, as long as there was some sign. So I brought all my stuff, get back in there. It was looking really good. There was one nice deer trail crossing. And at that point, it was like three hours before dark. So I'm like, I'm just going to set up because I haven't even hardly had any sits in yet. So I'm going to set up shop and see what happens. Right when I pick a tree, I hear a whistle and look, and there's a freaking guy sitting up in a tree stand 40 yards away. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't think I can do the public land thing, man. <laughs> I was starting to think too. I'm like, 
okay, so people everywhere are obviously thinking the same thing I am, finding these spots and getting to them. So at that point, I knew I just got out of there. But at that point, I was like, I really got to do something different here. So I texted my buddy who was already sitting and told him all the bad luck I was having. He's like, well, just come over where I am and drop down this fence line I'm sitting like close to and come in here. I'm like, well, I'm not going to come to the ridge you're on and screw your hunt up. Right. I was like, I'll just come over and maybe go on the opposite side of the road as you, whatever. So I get over by him and... I find a spot I want to park on the side of the road. We're on a really t- like high ridge top, and the gravel road kind of follows it. And it's just big woods that led down to a big river. Or yeah, I say probably a good sized river. And I get to the top, find a spot to park, and I pick the spot on my map on my phone. I really kind of wanted just to dive into, and there was no like really any parking spots. It was just more or less diving into the woods. So I start heading in, and I'm about probably hundred yards from my truck i would say so not far at all Mm -hmm. and this finger running down um it kind of hooked to the northwest and right where it started to hook i found two rubs and a scrape wasn't crazy fresh but i'm like okay i turned that corner at least yeah there's a little bit of sign here so i turned the corner a little bit i found another scrape i'm like okay and then right next to the scrape, there was two big rubs. Like one rub was really nice, totally shredded, probably within a few days. And then I looked down the finger more to where it kind of hooked, and it looked like an oak flat, and it was super thick. But I'm like, I'm going to go down into there. So I start heading my way in there, and about 40 yards later, in a little circle, I found four scrapes. How far were little, they apart? Four or five yards. Oh, Perfect. Perfect. In a little circle, I found those four scrapes. So I've already found four, six scrapes and like five rubs. Go a little further, and there's one mega scrape. Like, ah, uh, yeah. I, I shouldn't say huge, but I mean a good sized scrape. And with all that rain, it was kind of matted down, but there was one hoof mark that was through it, and it was a big, big track. Dude, that's so, what okay. I like too. Like when I was in Ohio, it rained the morning I killed my buck, it was raining all night. So the scrapes, I knew, like, they kind of get that glazed look when it rains yeah. in them, you know? They're, like, kind of <laughs> shiny. So I knew when I was walking around, I would find the ones that were, because the rain had stopped, like, 10 o'clock that morning, and I was coming in, like, right as it was stopping. I knew okay. the ones I was going to be finding were going to be fresh with the fresh dirt kicked up. So that's that's key right there. Absolutely. Yeah, so I found that last scrape and I'm like, okay, dude, this is exactly what I've been trying to find. Like a little oak flat and there was oaks dropping and the little oak flat with all this time. I'm like, yep, this is where I'm setting up. I had like an hour left of daylight. So I didn't, and I didn't even bring my bow in. Like I just wanted to find a spot to set up for the next morning. Cause the next morning was actually a day that it wasn't supposed to rain at all. It was going to be a perfect, you know, partial sunny day. And I'm like, after all the rain last day and a half, I'm like, this spot's going to be hot. Mm -hmm. So I hung my stand up in a tree. Honestly, I could reach up and touch the bottom of my stand on the ground. It was the tree I picked for like the situation I wanted to be in was just a two and a half sticks up. Well, basically I guess three sticks up and I set it up, got out of there. I'm like, okay, tomorrow morning. I'm like, I just had a feeling. I'm like, tomorrow morning is going to be it. And then, so, okay, you didn't even bring your bow in, which is kind of ballsy. Like, I, you, were, were, you not, <laughs> were you not going in there to, to hang and hunt, like, to, at least to get, like, an hour of time? Or was it just, like, I need to find a spot where I can dedicate the rest of my hunt to? That's more or less what I was thinking. At that point, too, I was, I had already walked a lot, like, with my bow staying stick. Yep. So, I was, I was pretty damn exhausted, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. How far so was I, this off where you parked the truck? Like, how far was this from where you parked? So where I ended up setting the stand, when you walked down the ridge and then hooked to the northwest a little bit and down in, on a straight line shot, it was probably only 200 yards. Oh, so you're fairly so, close. Then. Oh, yeah. But with all that sign there, I'm like, you know what? Screw going deep with this sign here. I'm going to sit it. For sure. For sure. So then you set the stand. You get the heck out of there. Did you put a camera up at all? I didn't, you know, my buddy had some cameras with, and I thought about it, but I'm like, I'm just going to ride this one out and see what happens. Okay. So you get in the next morning, then what happens? Yep. 
So next morning comes, it's day four. I, at this point, I've only had one real sit-in. Um, that was that first day. So I get in about an hour early, hike in, get up in the stand. Everything went really smooth. I'm all set up. And it's super, super humid that morning. It was really cold, but the humidity must have been super high because everything was just super wet. Yep. Which I think helped which I think helped me get in nice and yeah, quiet. Yeah, nice and quiet. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I'm sitting there, just cracks daylight. About a half hour after it cracked daylight, I'm like, I'm gonna do a little bit of grunting and rattling. Because it's that time of year bucks should be starting to and obviously with the sign there, I'm like, there's obviously some aggressive deer in here. Um so I did a little few grunts, a little light rattling sequence. I didn't do much and nothing. Nothing made a noise, didn't hear a deer. Yeah. I mean it was just calmer than calm all right as the morning goes on didn't see a deer didn't see a deer beautiful morning though like i loved just sitting there finally mm -hmm. got a morning sit in and uh it was about quarter to nine i was texting my buddy scott like you know i was like i'm probably gonna sit here this afternoon but what's your plan we're trying to like kind of communicate a little bit on what what's gonna happen for later on in the day and we get done texting i eat a pop tart and it's kind of funny. So as I'm eating this pop tart, I haven't, I didn't even tell my buddy Scott this part. So you're hearing it first. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> as I'm eating this pop tart, I'm like picturing a deer come up and just work through there and me shooting it. And I'm like, as I'm eating, I'm like, if I end up shooting a deer in a little bit, I'm going to call this deer the pop tart buck. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but anyways, I did. And get done eating the pop tart. It's 10 after nine. I'm like, I'm going to do another grunt and rattle sequence. So I have an extinguisher grunt call, which I love. It makes really good sounds. Took that out. I did one really big, long, like, buck roar, basically, followed by two quick, short grunts. Grabbed my horns, started off nice and soft, and then this time, compared to what I did earlier, I kind of hit them really hard after tickling them for a little bit. Hit them hard, did a nice yep. rattle sequence. I couldn't even barely turn around and hang my horns up. And I just hear some stick crashing and breaking, and I'm like, "Oh, Here isn't we that go. the best so best sound ever?" <laughs> this is the first time it's happened like that. Like it actually works like it's supposed to. Yep. I, so I hear this crashing, and I turn and look, and to the northwest where this finger was going, dropped off the side a little bit. I just see like a face coming right up toward me. I couldn't see a rack yet, but I see his face. So I, I mean, I already knew it was going to be a buck. I just didn't know how big. Right. And in my head, too, I got thinking back to 2016 with the miss and just the bad luck I've already had. So Here's my the evil coming out, trying to get <laughs> you to turn your head to the yes. wrong, you know, be in the wrong space. So live in the moment. What happened? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm thinking all that. I'm like, okay, if this is a decent buck, like, I don't care if it's a, like a 15-inch six or like a nice eight, like, I'm probably going to shoot him. Like, I'm just, I need this redemption to happen. He turns the corner at like 35 yards and he pops out behind a tree and I could see his frame and his rack. I'm like, okay, he's a good looking buck, public land, he's going down. So he starts turning and coming angled towards me and he gets to about 25 and I draw back when he gets behind a big tree. And I'm like, he's coming in behind me. So eventually he was, if he kept going, he was going to get my wind. So I'm like leaning way off the edge of my stand just around the backside of my tree at full draw and he steps out from this tree and I didn't have a shot yet. And he stops with one popple tree, not a popple tree, but popple sized tree. It's a little, probably five inch tree blocking his vitals. And he just starts tearing up a tree, making a rub. <laughs> How far so is he away? 14 yards. Oh gosh. He's right on you. <laughs> he's right on me. And I'm at full draw, and he's just tearing this tree up. So, I mean, I'm loving watching it, but I'm like, okay, something's got to happen here. And I'm, like, twisted in such a weird position. And I was held back. I don't have, obviously, an exact time. I didn't have time to turn my camera on or anything. And that was a dumb thing about what I did. I didn't turn the camera on and film myself rallying because I like filming my stuff. Yep. I should have had the camera on while I was rallying, but I didn't. So I didn't even have the camera running or nothing. And I'm at full job about a minute and a half, maybe. And my muscles just gave out out of nowhere. And my, the boat just lets down super hard. And the way he's angling was kind of like 
his eyes were like right in my direction. Yep. But luckily he didn't see me because I think what helped was for one, he was making the rub and then directly behind me was the sun coming up. Okay. So it was like right in his eye. So he didn't see that movement. So he's still tearing up that tree. He picks up his head and looks dead away from me down the hill a little ways. Right then I knew I was like, okay, he's done making the rub. He's done his thing. He's probably going to take another step or two here. So when he turned his head, I drew back again. He took two steps and I'm shooting up that back strap release from knock on. It's a back tension uh, hand release. Yep. So I, I got it on him and I start squeezing through and my shot broke and I just see a freaking smoke him right behind the shoulder. He turns and wheels and dives straight off the bluff and I lose sight of him and I just start freaking out. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my, I shot a freaking buck. I, like, I was just going crazy. So call my buddy, call my wife, my brother's at work. I call him. Everyone's jacked up. But I knew, like, the angle he was at, he was slightly quartered. So I was a little bit worried. I knew I hit him tight to the shoulder, but he was slightly quartered too. So I wasn't sure, like, what it was going to be looking like when I got to the arrow because I got a full pass through. Right. So I waited probably 45 minutes. My buddy got out of his spot. He gets down. I get out of the tree, go check my arrow out, and it's coated with blood. I see bubbles on the arrow, but I also smell guts. Okay. I'm like, okay. And instantly I start to obviously doubt myself. And I get back to the truck. We're talking about it. We're like, well, let's give him some time. We'll give him a few hours. So we come back in about five hours later, get to the arrow, start tracking. We don't find blood for about 30 yards. And the blood we found was just a small, small speck, like super small speck. Mm -hmm. And then for another 10 to 15 yards, it was just speck, speck, speck. And then we found where he stopped and stood for a few seconds or whatever because it was pouring out both sides. I'm like, okay, okay. this is a little, little bit better sign. Yep. And then we go probably maybe another 10 or 15 yards. So in total, we probably went about 60. Okay. And after the where he stood, again, just the blood was speck, speck, speck. Mm. And I just my I just was starting to get a super weird feeling. Like, man, I've bumped deer in the past. I've made the wrong decision of going too fast. And I've bumped deer and then lost deer. And with, you know, knowing where the hit was, I'm like, let's just back out. I'm just, I'm too nervous. Let's just back out. So we got out of there again. I ended up calling a, a tracking dog in the area. His name's Matt Davis, uh, Broken Arrow uh, Game Recovery. Called him up. He was on another track that afternoon, but he's like, man, I really want to come do your track for you. He goes, I'll get back to you in a little bit. But 10 minutes later, he calls me. He's like, hey, I'll be up there to track your deer tonight, but it's not going to be till later, but I want to do this. I'm like, all right. So fast forward a few hours, he gets, he meets up with us at about 9.30, oh, maybe 9 o'clock. We go in there, and I've never used a tracking dog before, but this certain scenario, I was like, I just was so worried. I did not want to lose this deer. Right. Especially after knowing, I was like, this is my redemption deer, you know, this is, I really wanted them. Yep, this one's got to work, basically. This, I, Yeah, this one, we need to find this deer. So we get to the arrow, the dog starts smelling it. His dog's name is Mabel, sweet girl. And she takes off like a bat out of hell and just goes on a beeline. And I'm not kidding you, Aaron. Within a minute, maybe a minute and a half, he's yelling, got your deer. No way. I just got I'm chills. Even, I just literally I'm got <laughs> Holy cow. Dude, I'm not kidding you. Like that fast. Like we were we were still trying to bebop through it. Was it catch up to him? And then he's yelling, we got your deer. We got your deer. So How I'm far like, did he go then? So what's crazy, where my buddy Scott and I stopped at the last blood we, when we decided to back out, 40 yards from where we stopped, he was there laying dead in his first bed. Oh, man. That's And the guy... I mean, good, guy, but, like, sucks Oh, yeah, that. but the guy goes, he goes, yeah, he was probably dead when you were standing there when you guys first went to look for him. <sighs> Where'd Which, you hit him then? Ex literally exactly where I thought I hit him. He was slightly quartered i tucked it tight to the shoulder and it came out low in the guts okay so you got so, you probably one lunged him did you one lung him one, one lung liver guts okay so, i mean really i got a lot of goods in there um 
which was enough to do him. Yep. You know, he he was stiffer than stiff when we got up to him. I mean, so he was expired for a long time. And, oh, the relief when we, when I finally got to put my hands on him was like the emotion. <laughs> like I and once again I started like 2016 replayed the miss and then all the people and the pressure and the weather like everything just started to reminisce again and just sitting there behind that deer was like an unbelievable feeling my first public first public land buck knowing it was the redemption buck was just an amazing feeling so you probably didn't drink any beer at all that night or nothing like that because uh there was some bush light apples (laughs) (laughs) good for you man so it kind of described the deer what was he so he was just a super solid eight pointer. Um, I didn't really stick any tape to him at all. He's yep. probably, I think he's probably right in like the mid eighties range, like 85 for us. If I were to put a score on it, mm-hmm. like, so he's not a giant, just a beautiful looking deer. Um, nice, tall, high rack, perfectly symmetrical, probably two and a half year old. Um, but I mean, just, I could not even be more jacked up about that deer. Dude, like, that's awesome. Coming from Michigan, like to go on a hunt like this and put the work in and the miles with the boots and trying to find the sign and then finding it and having it pay off like finding all that hot sign for one was awesome like that's literally what i went down there to find i wanted to find that type of sign and hunt it yep. and then the fact the fact i was able to find that sign after all the work and then for it to pay off the following morning was like mind-blowing Yep. That's awesome, dude. That congratulations, man. That's a, that's a huge feat. I mean, regardless of size of the animal, it's, that's, that's really cool accomplishment and you got it done. That was your goal. Went in there, you had, you faced adversity, you know, you went down that road in 2016, like you said, you know, mm-hmm. you had adversity and then you missed come back. Adversity's trying to take you over with all the people, the weather, everything like that. And you got it done, dude. That's, that's badass. Congrats, man. Thanks dude. Yeah, it was Un- unbelievable like like there might not be a hunt for a long time that tops this one here that's awesome so did you end up getting it on camera or no i did not nope i did not okay um, i got you yeah and the way it all happened too even if i had the camera rolling already like i'm not sure if i would have been able to get it on camera yep just where he was coming in back behind my tree it was i was all twisted up in itself so i mean yeah i was kind of bummed about that but that's cool are you gonna go back you're gonna try to do it again I'll, I'll definitely be back. Yep. It might not be next year. Actually, I should be drawing my Iowa tag again next year, which Lucky. I am freaking jacked about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Good deal. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely be back, though. And it might not be the exact area. Um, We might go try to find a new spot, new area to check out and try to learn that one. But you never know. I mean, we're starting to learn this piece a little bit, so maybe we will be back. Yeah, definitely. Well, cool, man. I, I appreciate you coming on doing this and, and telling you about this or telling us about this story. That's that's freaking badass, and you were successful. That's awesome, man. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me on, and it's been a blast, man, and this is, this is fun. Heck yeah, buddy. So I greatly appreciate it, and uh, good luck the rest of the year. Yeah, same to you, man. I'm heading to Texas next week. so Nice, man. Go knock a big one down. That's the plan. All right, there you have it. Ben, thank you for coming on, man. That is greatly appreciated. Uh, I'm going to keep this somewhat short. If you guys, I said it before, if you guys want apparel, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, check out the order form on there, see what you want, order it by end of day Wednesday. I will do another pre-order, but I just want to get this one out. Um, End of day Wednesday, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to this to the day that it drops. So that'd be November 3rd is the day that it ends. So get out there, order it up. Also, I'm going to leave you with, please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a written review. That is greatly appreciated. And don't forget, we'll be right here next time on the fall podcast.
I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.